What is going on, internet people coming live and direct? Well, live ish from Quarantine Central. This is the ATIA show and ATIA headquarters. That's kind of redundant, but here we are. We meant to record earlier, but we were in the middle of a heat wave and it was very difficult to record without the fan. And it was very difficult to record with the fan because it sounded terrible. Like, you know, it happened last episode. So I apologize for that. But finally, we got it dead. It's a little bit moderate. So here we are. And joining me now is Eric. And wow, we got a big show for you today. So many things to discuss. But I think we're going to lead it off with when we live in the world of twilight, you have no friend at dusk. Or is it dawn? Anyway, what we're talking about is a new Tenet trailer that was released, strangely enough, on Fortnite. What do you call that, Eric? Yeah, the Fortnite Party Royale, where it's like a giant theater, and then everything was, uh, like, everybody could just hang out and screw around, and, like, you know, there's even a big screen there. And I remember we were we actually attended that event, too. Yeah, that was pretty fun, because we actually, there was a little interview with John David Washington about the movie. Um... And he presented the trailer. So that was kind of creative for Christopher Nolan and the people at Warner Brothers to do so. Because at any point in time, there's more people playing Fortnite, I think. Especially, you know, where we're at with the quarantine and watching TV or any of that. So I thought it was a pretty clever idea to get the trailer out there. Like me, I haven't. I'm not a big Fortnite guy. But since this whole quarantine, that's given me a chance to play a little Fortnite. Now I'm addicted to it. Oh, he's so addicted to it. It's like, oh, $25, $10. I don't even know. Yeah, I, keep... I don't even want to know. But anyway, let's let's get back on track here. Let's talk about the trailer itself. What are, what are your thoughts overall? The thoughts on the trailer is that, like... It seems cool and interesting, and it seems that there's, like, some real crazy shit going on. And, like, when you see the trailer, you're like, okay, now we see why this film is Christopher Nolan's most expensive film. And they don't even have a release date yet. The posters still say July 17, but in the trailer just said coming to theaters. It didn't have a clear date because they probably just didn't want to be like, oh, it's coming July 17. Then two weeks later, they're going to be like, oh, sorry, we're going to delay it and... Yeah. I have a couple thoughts on the release date, but for the trailer itself, not only is it going to be Christopher Nolan's most expensive movie, but I think it's going to be his most ambitious movie. And this is coming from a director that gave us Inception, they gave us Interstellar. I think the storytelling here is going to be, and Memento, let's not forget about Memento, it's going to be a bit fragmented to where you're going to have to pay attention to every single second of the movie or you're going to find yourself lost. This is a type of movie where you're not going to want to go take a bathroom break or a snack refill break because any little crucial thing you miss and that's pretty much, you know, the story out the door and it's 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 going to introduce some crazy ideas. I don't really think that we know 100% what the stakes are of the movie. It's just, you know, the the trailer is you can tell there's, it's very exciting. It's going to be very out there. And as far as the action set pieces go, it's going to be insane because a lot of it, I think, is going to be fought in reverse and then forward back and then forward and back and forward. And that's going to be perhaps some groundbreaking uh, action type of techniques that comes with this movie. And from John David Washington, they said that they filmed all of these um, uh they're, they're like the world takes pl- uh, the movie takes place like in set a lot of different locations and they filmed them on location and like on location they actually did crazy stuff like they actually blew up that plane. 
So, and that's gonna, that's probably Like, as why, he said in the Fortnite interview. The, yeah, that's right. He did say that in the Fortnite interview, right? So, I think that's gonna add partially to the budget. But I think at, at its core, even with all the cool action set pieces, it's still gonna be about, like, the story and the character and some type of relationship between John David Washington and the Robert Pattinson character. Now, I'm gonna put this out there. I, I, I don't have a lot of evidence to back this up. It's more kind of a gut feeling. But from what we know... Kenneth Branagh is the villain, right? Uh, but I, I don't know how far back in time he goes, or, or is there going to be parallel, parallel tracks of time running, you know, in conjunction, like one back, one forward? But I, I get the feeling that Robert Pattinson and Kenneth Branagh are the same character. So we're going to end up finding out that Robert Pattinson is the villain. Yeah. Really, what we know about this movie is that John David Washington has to prevent World War Three from happening, and he has to use time to help him to do that. That's pretty much what a lot of people have gathered from the trailer, and like that's as much as we could form as a plot. Yeah, right. So, I, like I said, I don't have like a ton. Like what you said, that's pretty much what we know about the movie, right? Yeah. And Robert Pattinson's supposed to be like the new partner that comes on board to work with John David Washington. But I don't know, I just get the feeling that he might be the villain. It's going to be like a big twist reveal. Like, uh, it tends to happen with, you know, Christopher Nolan movies. Sometimes they're not, like, straightforward, you know. He, so, and he, he, this, he typically, all of his movies have to deal a lot with time and playing with time and the passage of time and how time passes and affects just different things. So that's just kind of a feeling I got about that. Uh, I don't know, it could be, turn out to be that I'm completely wrong or whatever. Or I could be right. I guess we're going to find out. Hopefully in July 17th, but who knows, you know, we're still like a month and a half away from that day. Who knows what happens from here to then. But that's why I think Warner Brothers is kind of trying to cover them, their bases. Like it's saying, coming to theater soon. But like you said, the poster and the, the trailer description still said it was on the 17th of July. So I guess we're going to find out. And I mean, uh, I think there's a better that. chance since in Georgia, some theaters are reopening. And slowly, um, our mall nearby re- uh, reopened. And um, some places nearby are slowly reopening. A lot of places are still closed, but it's like mm-hmm. it's like starting to get better. And scientists had a foundation too with the cure. Yeah. They're testing it on animals right now, so to make sure, like you know, a Walking Dead situation doesn't happen and we turn into zombies, and then like you know, the whole world turns into a zombie it, apocalypse. Exactly. I mean, there's at least a basis for at least you know antibodies to fight the disease hopefully all that testing goes the way that we want it to go and then on july 17 tenet could be the first big mood of 2020 not only that but just like in general to resume some kind of normalcy in life you know like especially for you not being in school and all that kind of stuff yeah so i i just hope that it all turns out well just not not just for the movie but in general and us getting to see the movie is going to be like a bonus uh, because of that. Yeah, it's like school just ended for me and it's like I feel nothing. It's like, oh, congratulations, you did eight weeks of social distancing learning and now as your prize, you get to stay home even more. And it's like I feel this is the first time where I feel like no. Because yeah. you've been home for the last eight weeks. But yeah, that, that's pretty much my thoughts on it because, you know, like I said, we've gotten two trailers and the teaser or whatever. Things aren't clear and I think things are not going to be clear until we see the movie because I also feel that they're editing things in a manner to sort of misdirect and make you think a different thing or whatever. So that's pretty much my thoughts on it. Do you have anything closing? Uh, no, not really, but hopefully let's just hope this film is legit and hopefully it could still make the July 17th release date. All right, guys, with that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, HBO Max has dropped 
And they announced the Snyder Cut is coming to HBO Max. Our thoughts on that after the break. So yeah, I, I'm sure every, all of you out there have heard, you know, people talking about the Snyder Cut. Uh, Zack Snyder was supposed to direct Justice League, and I think he wrote some of it as well, didn't he? Um, I don't know. I think... Maybe with a partner. Anyway, so he had this tragedy happen with his daughter. Uh, she had uh, committed suicide, so he, he stepped away, understandably, from the movie. Then Joss Sweden came in, and he did a bunch of reshoots and rewrites. And we got the Justice League that we got, which seemed a little bit different from the trailers, at least from the beginning. To me, I like Justice League. I know you have different thoughts about it. I mean, uh, it's really Adrian-like. Uh, yeah, I like Justice League, too. It's not amazing or anything, but it, it's good enough. It's it, not as bad as everyone says yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I think so, too, because I, I just like the coming of the characters together, like Wonder Woman, and we get to see Cyborg. And I actually like Aquaman better in this movie than in his own because I'm not a really big fan of Aquaman. There's some, there's, there's definitely some drawbacks like that family in Russia. I don't know what the point of that was. And you know, uh, Steppenwolf was a really weak villain, to say the least. So I understand that this movie has some drawbacks, but overall, I am entertained by the movie as a whole. But that's not to say that I am not excited and curious to see. Zack Snyder's original vision for this movie and what was it last week yeah I think it was announced like next last week and it's gonna be coming out in 2021 I'm not overly excited as everyone else is but then again when you really think about it Zack Snyder isn't very a talented director I mean he has Dawn of the Dead what 300 the greatest movie ever made yeah I kind of I love 300 I don't know it just I don't know it speaks to me yeah I, I know you weren't a big fan. <laughs> you weren't a big fan of it when we saw it but yeah I, I like 300 I like Man of Steel everything else like you said it's not great but you know well, I mean he I made know. Watchmen didn't he oh and I like Watchmen as well I know people have thoughts about it but that's that's a good movie in my estimation. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with others, though. But I like what you said. You like Man of Steel, and that's an unpopular opinion. But I don't like Man of Steel. We watched it late at night, too. And this was one of the rare occurrences like where I actually wanted to go to bed. Yeah, I And I didn't that. even make it. Um, so, but it was a little bit of both because the film was boring and it was late at night, too. So with that said, would you be open to watching it again? I mean, sure. I mean, we already have. We subscribe to HBO Max. So I guess I'll watch to see what Zack Snyder's original vision was. But which version would no, be? No, I'm can- talking about. Would you be open to watching Man of Steel again? Oh, I honestly don't know. I really don't. Come on, I'll buy the 4K disc. We can watch it. Don't be at mom's. DC, you ain't. All right, but anyway, back on anyway, track. Anyway, back to the Snyder Cut. So, like you said, you're not as exi- excited as me. How does Adrian feel about it anyway? Well, I'm sure he feels more open because he hates Justice League. Yeah, and he I, does hate Justice League. And I feel like he's just bandwagoning with everybody else because whenever we tell him why, he changes the subject. <laughs> it's just one of those things, Adrian, being difficult, I guess. But this is the thing, I think, more or less. Like, we never thought that this would happen. You had the protest and you had the airplane flying over Comic-Con with the message or whatever 
And in a way, I'm kind of conflicted because if you go online, like a lot of these people released the Snyder Cut were, are horrible people, at least the way they conduct themselves on the internet. Like to people like Dennis Zhang and John Campion, all these people, you know, that you see on YouTube, they have been like extremely visceral and, you know, even violent, you know, verbally abusive towards people who didn't believe in the Snyder Cut or whatever, right? So in a way, I'm ex- I am excited to watch the movie, but in a way, I'm kind of weary about it because these horrible people are going to get their way. Not to say that everybody in the release the Snyder Cut movement is a terrible person, but if you let these people have their way, then what's next, you know? Yeah. If they protest and they're horrible and they go after people for long enough and they get their way, like, what does that let them know? It lets them know, like, this bad behavior is going to get rewarded, so... I hope this is not... I hope this isn't because they want to calm down these crazy people. And it's more because HBO Max, you know, has a deal with... Has a hold of some of the DC property. And also and, everything Warner Brothers since, like... It's essentially yeah. a Warner Brothers streaming service. It's just that HBO Max is Warner's uh, biggest TV IP. And also that um, all the movies that they have contracts with from HBO now, they are on HBO Max. Yeah, so they have the DC properties, right? And I and I hope this is more like we just launched this new streaming service, and we want to bring bring our big guns, you know, to attract subscribers. I think more or less that's what really what the Snyder Cut is about, and not so much as appeasing like these horrible people. At least that's what I want to believe. But I hope this doesn't set a precedence where people are like, you know, they behave badly online and harass. Uh, content and creatives you know to get their way like they did with this one so with that said I I am excited for it I do want to see what he does with it I mean I haven't gotten all the information but it's going to be a four hour movie or six episodes do you have a preference um well I mean if this was his original envision it should probably be like movie length wise from what I heard and read from on Collider.com, I forget who the author was. He when he he a lot of the movie is shot already. Um, no special effects or anything like that. It's not like a finished movie, but the rough cut he delivered to Warner Brothers and executives was four hours long. He knew that they would never release it in theaters because you know you need to play the movie as many times as you can in a day to make your money. But perhaps that's where we're gonna get. I mean. He is getting 20 to 30 million dollars additionally to work on the movie, but how's that going to work? Because Henry Cavill is up in the air if he's going to play Superman again. Ben Affleck's done with Batman, so what can he really do as far as adding new stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's the Snyder Cut, and it's going to be released for HBO and Max, and that's what we're going to be talking about in the next segment. Right, right. We just wanted to get into the Snyder Cut as, you know... Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Overall, like, how do you feel about it before we move on? Like, I'm not, like, as hyped as everyone else's. I'm just like, okay, cool, he's gonna release this cup. But, I mean, then again, won't the cut that was actually finished and brought into theaters always be the one that's canon? Well, I mean, the DCEU isn't probably as a whole isn't canon anymore since, like, almost everything is messed up like we messed up the joker ben affleck quit we're never gonna see that ben affleck solo movie and now he's replaced by robert pannings and that's supposed to be like a spin i don't know like you said like the continuity within the dcu isn't really a thing so that i'm not like super worried about 
where Justice League is going to fit into all that. Maybe it makes everything else work. Maybe because Dark Side comes and, I don't know, alternate universes or whatever. Maybe they find a way to explain away everything that's gone wrong as long with the continuity. But here's the thing. I don't care so much about the continuity as much as I care about them making good movies moving forward. I like Shazam. Uh, Birds of Prey was was pretty cool. Aquaman, not a big fan, you know. Matt, uh, Batman vs. Superman. Ugh. Uh, Suicide Squad is like whatever. I do like Man of Steel, so, and I do like the original Justice League we got, so hopefully, you know, it's just like a turnaround for the properties or whatever. Yeah. Alright, All right. so with that said, in the next segment, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about HBO Max. I almost forgot what it was called. HBO Max, we've been exploring it. We have been streaming it for the last couple days. So, stick around for our thoughts on everything HBO Max. Alright, before we head on out of here, we're going to give you our thoughts on HBO Max. And Eric, I know you got a lot of thoughts about HBO Max. I mean, uh, HBO Max is like, I've when it was announced and when I saw what they have, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be great. And I'm like, yeah, HBO Max, like, three days in, it is great. I mean, the only downside is that there's no Matrix there because it's still on Netflix. But still, it's still great. Well, we have, Ma- we have Matrix. We have Netflix, and we have the Blu-ray disc, so... I don't think that's the biggest inconvenience to us as it might be to somebody. But HBO Max, when I heard about it, I wasn't really all that excited. Until maybe a couple hours before it launched. That's when I kind of started feeling the buzz for it. And I think finally, at last, we have something that's really going to rival Netflix. I know that Disney Plus was supposed to do that. But when it comes to original content, we got The Mandalorian. And that's it. That's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, that was pretty much it. And then Netflix. You look at Netflix, all the stuff they got, Stranger Things, you know, so on and so forth. I think that's where Netflix still holds the edge over any other streaming service. Until now. Because now you got HBO Max and they already announced the Snyder Cut, which we discussed. Justice League Dark. Uh, Green Lantern Corps. Green Lantern Corps, which I'm really excited for. A Shining spinoff. I wonder if it's going to be a sequel to Doctor Sleep. You think? Um, I don't know if I'm being... Well, it said it's a... Well, Dr. Sleep is kind of a spin-off. Yeah, to think The Shining. And I would like that more than anything. I'd like to continue uh, the stuff with um, with Dr. Sleep. But anyway, and they're also bringing stuff like The Wire and The Sopranos, Game of Thrones to the table. So finally, I think Netflix has a rival that can really go toe-to-toe with them with the original content types of stuff. And I think that's what's going to make the difference. So, with that long-winded answer, I'm saying, now as I look at it, I'm excited for HBO Max going forward, and I really like what I've seen so far. Growing up, I was a big fan of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and now I get to rewatch the the show in its entirety from beginning to end, you know, every episode. And I'm actually there, too. Yeah, we watched a couple episodes, and what are your thoughts so far on it? I mean, it's... real young Will Smith. And before you say anything, Eric, you gotta consider, this is like from 30 years ago, so... You know, TV, 
all that sort of stuff was different, but, but that's how we Yeah, I mean, and this was this show was on NBC, but Warner Brothers owns the rights, so therefore it can be here. And Which, that's just, why I was curious. When you told me the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is on... HBO Max. I'm like, how? I mean, I thought that was NBC, but then you're explaining to me because of rights and distribution and ownership or whatever but yeah so what do you think what do you think about the show i mean yeah like you said will smith is young and now we watched like two episodes and it's like every other 90s so it's got that it's got the that laugh track yes yeah, the laugh track to it which i kind of find annoying like, yeah now i kind of do now back then back in the day it was like the norm right now it's a little uh yeah it's like like when you hear the audience laughing but at least it gives you a time to laugh at the joke before they talk about the, the, the yeah. next one that you'll miss out or you'll miss out something of the plot. Yeah, so I'm really enjoying uh, um, HBO Max. Like I said, oh, excuse me, we saw a couple episodes of The Fresh Prince. And that's been good. I mean, sure, it's, yeah. it's got that 90s corniness to it, but it, it's, it's still, still funny. Yeah, we saw AVP, which I had never seen, and... Uh... Yeah, I think, and it's not <laughs> canon either, and... Like, how could it be canon? Because the movie takes place in 2004, and they encounter xenomorphs in this, and then aliens, they make a big deal that this is a new species, yeah, so, so that doesn't really make much yeah, sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. It was, it was just cashing in on the whole... And the versus, aliens and the predators barely fight, too. There's like one or two fights, which was fun while we got that, but ultimately not a good, not a good movie. I don't right. think it was horrible, but it wasn't great. Yeah. We also seen The Conjuring 2 yesterday, which I really enjoyed. Well, you didn't watch it. Yeah, but because when you really think it. about it, The Conjuring Universe, that's that whole is like, I like the first one, but other than that, it's not even really that good if you, you the, really yeah, think about but it. Yeah, but this is the way I look at it. The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2 could stand alone without spanning into the other movies, which are hit and miss. Like, like La Llorona is garbage. The Nun is garbage. <sighs> Two or uh, three of the Annabelle movies are kind of whack, but... Like I said, it could stand in on its own. It's just those two movies alone, I think, are worth it within themselves, you know. Especially with The Conjuring, the first one bringing back horror to respectability. And in some ways, The Conjuring 2 is better, but not better. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But I do enjoy both of those movies, which we got to explore, you know, uh, because of HBO Max. And it's just, like... Overall, I, I I like what I like what we're getting, and there's Crunchyroll stuff, and which is cool because I've been looking to get into some anime stuff. I haven't really gotten a look at what they got, but have you? It's not really. Um, they have a quite a lot of anime there, but it's not all of the Crunchyroll stuff. So then you have a reason to subscribe to Crunchyroll. <laughs> Just subscribe to Crunchyroll. I mean, currently right now, I mean, there's a lot of HBO Max originals coming, but right now the really the trendy stuff there is uh, Love Life and the Not So Late Show with Elmo. And we also watched some Sesame Street too. Oh yeah, that. Like I used to like Sesame Street when so I was younger, I. but looking back at it, I'm like, wow, you could you tell right away this is really geared towards a younger demographic but the not so late show with elmo was kind of fun that's the kind of stuff that you know i would have you and adrian watch before i send you off to bed and it, it's it's cutesy you know it's got its little it's, its little whole vibe to it and i like that they bring on guests like they would do in any other talk show which was fun and i like what the title there's a little twist to it since elmo's three and a half years old his bedtime is like at around seven so it's not so late at night right exactly so that's kind of fun i'm looking for we saw the first episode uh, guest uh, Jimmy Fallon and 
Um, I'm looking forward to watching the next one with uh, Little Nas X as the guest. Yeah, also we watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, too. What did you think of it? Um, I honestly thought it was a good... There's this one... There's this. There's some of these debates, like where it's like Game of Thrones versus The Walking Dead. Um, this, uh, this one dude was like, oh, I like The Walking Dead better. The Game of, Thrones, Game of Thrones is very complicated, and The Walking Dead, oh, you could easily follow... And yeah, and when watching Game of Thrones, um, yeah, you could, the story is kind of complicated, but I feel like you can follow it, but yeah, in the first episode, there's, um, a lot of, uh, you know, nudity, which I was taken aback because I agreed, I I agreed with you, I'm like, alright, let's watch the first episode, there's, you know, some blood, I didn't think there was gonna be that much nudity, and not that there's anything wrong with nudity, and it's not like you're a toddler or whatever, you're 15, and uh, that sort of stuff comes... It's like a natural thing for you to be curious. But I just was a little taken aback because there was more than I remembered in that first episode, so... Like, I've only watched one episode, but it's like, does it ever get, like, annoying or unnecessary of how much is shown? A little, because uh, you know, as it goes along, you're like, this is not really necessary. It's just, but it's HBO. HBO is always like, you know... At least Very the best thing about nudity. their live TV is that, like, there's no commercials during a program. There's only commercials in between programs. And that's that. That's a good thing. Now, as far as originals, like like you said, we saw the Not So Late Show, which, which was fun. I am a little curious to see Love Life. I don't know anything about it other than Anna Kendrick's in it. Do you know anything? Yeah, like, I thought it was about her specifically and her love life. But no, it, it's, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a it's, show? Yeah, it's all fictional. <laughs> oh, you thought it was like uh, some like a uh, reality show or whatever? Yeah, or something that like that. That would have been interesting. But, but no, it's, a, it, it's all fictional. So we should probably give that, check that out, and then we'll come back and talk about it. I don't know that we'll watch the whole thing, but I think at least it's warranted to watch if you and what, an episode or whatever. And what else did we do? I know we did something. Oh, you were watching The Big Bang Theory. You're yeah, we actually, in. like, well, I've been three episodes in. I was telling you guys that I'm watching an agent. was like, hey, I wanted to watch that show. And I'm like, all right, then, then we'll start from the beginning and we'll watch it. And then after the first episode, I'm already really liking it so far and I just want to continue watching it. Yeah. And Adrian was like, and I was like to Adrian after it ended, and I was like, Adrian, do you want to continue this show so then I can grab my phone and I could continue watching it where I left off right now. It's like, no, I want to continue watching it. Yeah, it, it's the first episode we saw was, was pretty funny, and I laughed out loud several times. And, and you're not a fan of pilots as a cast. I am not a fan of pilots. I think, as a general rule, pilots are usually kind of boring and lame. You just got to give the show a try, and this might be one of those. You know, it's really popular with people. I heard, I've seen it here, here and there, here and there. Never really sat down to watch it, but, you know, since it's part of this streaming service, now may be the time to do so. Yeah, and also there's, like, uh, Friends is there, too, but my PE teacher is actually a big fan of Friends, but... So is your tia, Alma. Yeah, that, too. I don't know. I'm not too interested in that show. You know, it has never caught my attention, and I don't... It it didn't then, and I don't think it will now, so... I know a lot of people that's going to be a draw to bring them to the streaming service because of that, but for me, I'm like, eh. Also, The Wizard of Oz has been advertised as like the big, like one of the biggest titles to uh, launch there. But um, I already, I already bought that movie on 4K, so there's no need to waste some Wi-Fi when I right. can already watch it. Also, um, oh god, um, like there's just 
so much like when you go down the list you're like wow and it's like at launch it was great and then like moving forward there's still gonna be so much more and that's funny because the slogan is where H- hbo max where hbo meets so much more when that's dumb in my opinion when the slogan should have been where hbo meets the max i'm actually warming up to the it meets so much more because of the variety of content they have on it i think it kind of makes sense but I see what you're saying. So overall, I like the streaming service. Looking forward to dig into it a little bit more and I'll yeah. report my findings later on. Is there anything that you wanted to say before we get on out of here? No, nothing really. I mean, like, there's so much I'm going to watch. Like, whenever, like, now for the past three days after, like, we're all settled down and, like, my Xbox time is over, I'm thinking I just want to turn on the TV back on and what? do some HBO Max. Yeah. No, I know what I'm doing tonight. Right. All right, guys. That's going to be the show for this week. Hopefully, you enjoy it. And we'll be back next week with another episode talking about more stuff. So, if you're listening to us on Anchor, leave us a message. Give us some feedback. What do you think about the show? Is there any topics you would like for us to cover? We, I am on Twitter at ARTGON04. That's ARTGON04 on Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know. You like the show. You're listening. I would very much like your interactions. But for now, we're out of here. And that is all.